Hi, Vishraj. How's it going? Good. Good, yeah. Tired, recovering, recovering. Because I wouldn't say recovered. Basically, mm. as an athlete, you're either recovering or you're training. <laughs> so that, that, that's it. That's it. So you push your body and then recover and then again, push it a little bit harder and then recover again. And that is, and then do it all over again. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, how was your trip to the Alps? How was your training? Oh, it, 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 was, it was intense. We do two sessions a day. Uh, in the morning, it is all, everything is uphill. We run up, up a mountain. Uh, we simulate a lot of skating movements on that mountain. Uh, and we are at an altitude of around 1,200 meters. No, actually, this time it was a little bit, little bit higher, uh, 1,300 meters or something. And we stay there for two weeks. And the reason to do altitude training is uh, to increase your lung capacity mainly, your conditioning mainly to, yeah, and to be able to push harder. So that was the first training. And the second training, as my coach says, we go on a tour around, look, out, look at the mountains. Mm-hmm. But it is basically on this bike, this bike, uh, going up and down mountains, like going uphill between speeds of 10 to 15 kilometers per hour and going downhill at 70 kilometers per hour. So, and we do two of those climbs. And sometimes in the day we climb 2000 meters or 3000 meters. And yeah, so something like that. And uh, that goes on for two weeks, on and on and on. Back to back, we had five, four days, I think of 110 kilometers uh which was pretty heavy because you start in the afternoon and then you come back in the evening you know so basically it's eat sleep train and repeat so that is it uh yes that's basically a good uh, marker also for me to see where i stand at uh in terms of uh preparation and which is this training camp is pretty important in that sense that we are able to push ourselves as much as possible. And this is all very mental exercise also. Like you have to prepare yourself mentally. Uh, and yeah, you see a mountain and there is always a way to the top. And you have to get there. So, Do you enjoy the view? Sometimes you don't get time to enjoy the view, but you need to look around. Eh? You're suffering. Your heart rate is you're in the red. When you're climbing, you're mostly in the red. So Yeah. It's difficult to enjoy the view, but once you're on the top, you do enjoy the view a little bit. Hmm. And before you know it, you're descending again. So, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Why do you do it? Why do I do it? It is, I think it is the, ultimately, it is to be able to push myself to the next level. As a human person, uh, human beings, we have a limited time on this planet. And I might as well make good use of it and do things uh, which are rarely done by other people or, you know, uh, being an athlete for India, being an athlete for winter sports in India. Uh, that is something which I feel is an honor, obviously, and I take it very seriously. So all this preparation is just for that one goal, which is the Winter Olympics for India. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and this is all a part of the process. So yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, if we are yeah. going to, we are, we are heading full steam ahead towards death. Let's just make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel there's levels to hard work because somebody yeah. who is training 
for an hour a day and probably working uh, in a job or whatever may assume that they're working hard but when you actually put yourself in um, these situations in uh, the training uh, camps and the regimes that you guys are on people then realize that there are layers to putting in effort right so even if you think you're if a person an individual thinks that they're working hard they don't know what working hard is because there are levels to it i think it's people i i would say everybody has their own perspective and their own struggles so somebody working in an office for whatever time i can't do that hmm. you know so i would say uh yeah, obviously there are levels and there is and again i think at the end of the day it is a matter of perception uh and hard work is again also a matter of perception somebody who already is owning a billion dollar company who's working really hard to make it make this the second billion and for me i'm just i'm also like trying to go over the the mountain and produce those results to represent india or yeah. represent my my sport and at the highest level in the world uh i guess those are struggles in itself and they have their own characteristics and their own uh, properties so i would say comparing them is a little bit unfair in that terms but yeah physical training is physical training and mm. training 1 hour a day or 6 hours a day it requires two different levels of mindset and mindset is everything mm. uh so <laughs> yeah it's it's also like for example uh, i'm in the gym uh and sometimes i end up spending 3 hours in the gym on a day when we have two power training and on the leg press with one leg now i'm able to push 120 kilos mm. with one leg and on the same machine somebody else huge body you know can't even with two legs he's doing that and like you know so so that is the whole thing where if you look at me i'm not even 60 kilos mm. but we have to optimize our weight and power yeah. so power to weight ratio which we call i guess that is what it is and so i guess it is at the end of the day it is a matter of perspective perception and what we want out of our lives and uh, yeah so when people compare them the guys it's not even yeah. fair there's yeah. no comparison it's to an elite athlete and to an amateur athlete or to just somebody who wants to be fit you know so for me a cycle ride would be at least 50 60 kilometers mm. a day which is just one part of the training of that day it is not even the training of the day hmm. you know so so i'm like yeah you know uh but again it's a, as i said i come back to what i said earlier it's just a matter of perception right right you do get used to it though right because course, yeah 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 it's just you get so used to it and i mean this i'm i'm just going to talk about last week my teammates are 20 122 or 22 in the scene and i know them for a long time dutch kids very hard working and very uh, talented and one girl who's 20 now so all three of them we started our training camp and uh, we did our first 100 kilometers of that training camp after a heavy day in the morning eh? mm-hmm. this is the second part of the day uh, and then we were just so motivated we just went on like okay we told the coach tomorrow again we want to do another 100 and another 100 and another 100 so back to back and it was just like we come back in high spirits okay we are tired thinking that i i had to walk like this off the bike after the third day but i know we're going to do this again tomorrow 
And the only thing which stopped us was bad weather on the fifth day. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, five in a row was going to be epic. And yeah, on the fifth day, we were stopped by the rain of all the things, you know. Mm-hmm. So you just get used to it. And once you get that first hundred in, then, then the second hundred in, and in the morning, we run, run up that big mountain, you know. So like that all together, it comes together and it's just you get so used to it that the next day you're not able to perform or produce or like put in that work, you get annoyed with yourself also. Mm-hmm. Right. So does motivation mean anything to you? Of course, you need to be motivated to get up and get on the bike or get on the track, you know. So, and motivation is all about your mindset and it is you who are who's always in, fr- in in front of your own progress you know you always get in your own way most of the times a person usually as what i feel like i get in my own way a lot of times mm-hmm. so you need to know when to stop and you need to know when to push and there is a fine line there and most of the times you need to push like as an elite athlete you need to just keep pushing mm-hmm. if you're not pushing you're standing still and if you're standing still that means you're going back- backwards because everybody else is moving forward at least Hmm. So, how how do you feel when you don't work out? Because you're putting yeah, you in really... so much more effort. Yeah. When the days you don't work out, it feels like you're not doing anything at all, right? As compared to somebody who's who puts in thirty minutes of effort and then doesn't work out the next day, and the difference the difference is huge, right? Because yeah, I know you'd have to recover, but how is your mindset like? Uh, do you feel like you're missing out or do you understand that um, rest is part of the process, is part of training as well? It, it took me a while to understand that, I would say. It took me a long time to understand that after a com- couple of severe injuries uh, where I could not walk, literally. Uh, that's when I realized, no, no, fuck, man, the rest is a big part of progression made. Uh, with, with with sports and which sometimes we fail to understand yeah so yeah it's, it, it, it took me a long time to understand and get to this whole conclusion that you need to rest and rest is also a part of the whole process of development and progress and you know so on and so forth so sure. so do you I mean yeah your physical training is on point uh, as I can see, uh, I'm assuming you're technical, but there are definitely other parts to it, right? The mental training aspect of it, the nutrition. Uh, do you feel that you put in as much, you give as much importance to every aspect of it? Or do you f- feel that you focus more on a specific thing? Mm, I try to, let's just say that. I, I, I try to, and as an athlete, that's all you can do. You can keep on trying to be a better person, a better athlete the next day. Uh, so, yeah. And there's no, you can't just focus on one thing or the other thing because everything has to come together at the end of the day. Right. You know, uh, to perform. So, for me, I think it's just, you need to, you just keep on trying every day. And that is, that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have thousand days of trying. You have one thousand and one day where you have might have one perfect day, mm-hmm. and that's like wow. And there would not even be a race, for example. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of my best laps have been in training, or some of my best laps have been in a, on a bad race, actually. You know, so 
it's just one of those things and 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 so as an athlete you're just trying to have a good day the next day that is it right. and if you're able to do that then you try to have a better day the day after so it is a never ending process mm-hmm. so how do you maintain focus uh, when i mean it's not a 100 meter sprint that it just gets over right so how do you manage to maintain focus throughout the at, at, yeah. at the back of my mind i always think about where i want to go Hmm. uh you aim for the moon or you aim for the stars and uh, you fall on the moon or if uh, how can uh, you know um, sky be the limit when there are footsteps on the moon kind of a situation where you constantly like now it is just to become a habit like somebody asked me how many times do you think about the olympics or standing on that podium hmm. and i was like yeah those are two very unrealistic things but i somehow i have been able to it just occurs to me every day hmm. every day and i don't even have to put in the effort it just passes by like okay okay now let's go wait you know mm. or sometimes when i'm visualizing my races it's just like you cannot <laughs> stop thinking about it and i think that's what uh, keeps me going i suppose what do you visualize do you visualize the end result or do you visualize every part of the race both both you have to, like because long track speed skating is also like life you start to finish you're on your own because mm-hmm. it's against the clock uh so you visualize the race then you visualize the race where it is going to be what event it's going to be at and what the result would be also hmm. so yeah interesting interesting okay okay so yeah let's get back to the start how ice skating out of all the sports how ice skating why ice skating i was roller skating most hmm. of my life roller skating and line skating uh third generation athlete in the family uh yeah so it was just for me to do sports get into sports was a very normal choice not that uh, we were we came from a hugely privileged uh, household it was an okay household you making ends meet uh, so but sports with a recommendation that don't take it too seriously hmm. because in the past uh, my aunt uh, represented india in 1983 for at the world championships for figure skating uh, roller skating and she almost got selected for the indian team for hockey also uh subsequently uh but there was no financial stability when it came to sports in those times hmm. now it's very different of course so <clears throat> so the uh, when i was just preparing to prepare for the financial struggles we're going to have in the future uh and yeah so roller skating i was yeah national gold medal at some point state champion for three four years in a row so yeah indian team at some point again you know so this like there was a ceiling for roller sports in india or across the world also uh and when you dedicate 10 years of your life to a sport and you're already representing your nation there and when you go to this world international meets you realize that we are so far behind and mm. the only way uh to take that next step is to be able to train and race with the best in the world that's it mm. uh 
because training wise we we were very good we were fine we were at par but racing wise competition wise we were too far behind during the race temperament and stuff like that uh, competitive temperament uh, there's one thing that i'm saying that i'm too i'm very motivated to get this but there's another more, another thing to actually go out there and compete in a race every weekend or every mm. week uh which the rest of the world does i don't know why we don't do it uh so then i'm like all right cool that's something which we have to do and uh i think 2008 world championships for uh, inline skating i was like well and it was built up to that and roller skating did not make it to the winter olympics went to the olympics itself uh in the time so i was like well i have to do something uh to get to the olympics and my aunt in it's in our family like my aunt is already present in india which i wanted done but we need to push this boundary we need to push the limits and we need to push the benchmark to the next level mm-hmm. so the olympic was the only uh next logical step to me uh and long track speed skating was something which i thought uh was close to roller skating uh turns out it is not at all mm-hmm. uh so yeah and that's it then i decided one day to pack my bags and to europe mm-hmm. uh to pursue the dream of representing india at the winter olympics for long track ice speed skating wonderful wonderful okay uh sports family the decision making process to you know going to europe uh packing your bags and going to europe would have been comparatively different could have it would have possibly been easier you can say because of your background no at the end of the day it's still an indian family mm. uh, uh and uh, we still have our own complexities no matter how supportive like for them okay he's playing the nationals it's good enough for us done you know is going to the world championships it's fantastic done i mean you know yeah. pursue i was studying to be a bad engineer i cleared my 12 science mm-hmm. no problem uh got thrown out of different schools while be in the schooling got thrown off different universities while pursuing engineering uh but yeah all of that at home was very well received to be honest compared if i think about it mm. uh now but uh, but then this whole situation to move to europe to pursue speed skating that was not well received at all it was mm-hmm. uh, it was almost like nobody like first it was obviously there is a process to this whole situation where you go first go do the, do your interviews then you clear them then you have to arrange your finances then obviously the condition was that financially we don't have really don't have any money for you to go we are barely surviving here. so <clears throat> i had to take a student loan mm. which i got also somehow managed that and uh, relatively it was all all the big hurdles were mm. we, i was able to overcome but like the hurdles with the family that took a while mm. and i still struggle with it sometimes after what 12 years of this so yeah that's something which uh, is uh, inevitable i think and as we we just have embraced i think as indian as a society we just have to embrace those things and uh, try to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes for the next generation i suppose mm-hmm. uh, that's it because the more you fight it it's only going to cause more pain so 
yeah i just realized over the years that like let it go mm-hmm. they will come around when they come around and they do uh, once in a while for a short period of time and enjoy that <laughs> and that's it so right. yeah right 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 so is there a timeline to this i mean i know it's been 12 years but is there a timeline to you have a certain goal let's say i want to get to the olympics and then uh i'm done with the sport or do you have anything of that sort or do you want to just so keep 2022, going to your... this february 2022 is the goal to get to the olympics for india uh beyond that there are certain plans and ideas uh which we will have to sit down with my team and with with the uh, let's say with the management team or with the extracurricular activities team to figure out if my other goals after this are realistic and obviously i love to do what i do mm. uh and i'm i feel very honored and privileged that i get to be in the netherlands and pursue this uh with one of the best coaches in the industry uh, uh but obviously as an athlete you have a yeah you have an end date you have an expiration date so that is something which i have had to come to terms with which every athlete has to come to terms with uh but we'll see there is, there are a couple of things which i want to do after this uh and let's see how that goes i mean i will be involved with sports one way or the other and this particular sports obviously yes there's no because uh well in india we need a lot of development when it comes to it sports mm. when it just from from having like a basic ice skating rink that's mm. it you know so yeah can they be set up through funding or uh, i mean I, i'm not aware of the logistics but uh, yeah i think now like no i think the technology is too far out now and the numbers also like setting up these kind of ice skating rings now is also financially viable in india country like india i've done my research and there are a couple of states in the country who are actually asking the right questions now so i think in india like most other things if there is enough motivation it can be done uh so yeah that's that's it so like i think some of the some of the very very good prominent mountain state uh, states are actually uh, calling me to kind of coordinate efforts to at least have an have a project in place mm-hmm. uh and now we have five of these projects in place to at least the idea is there the planning is there when the execution happens we will see mm-hmm. but uh, yeah they have the funding they have the people and we have access to the technology so now is the motivation mm-hmm. to how fast you want to do it that is the only yeah. thing yeah and there yeah. are people who want to pursue this sport also so Yeah, I know. Um, I'm in Pune, and I see a lot of lot of skaters um, all over the place. Yeah, Pune. I mean, come on, yeah, Pune is like the one of the places in the country where there is inline inline skating or roller skating so popular. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I love the the culture over there around this sport specifically, and that that city deserves an ice track for sure. Mm. They have uh, they have an international. Um, skating track or two uh, it ha- they have one though i would say so international but they have a very good uh, track no no that is an international aspect it is an international aspect mm-hmm. i know the people who own the place so mm-hmm. yeah yeah wonderful wonderful so uh 
yeah, moving forward, how do you think um, the viewership or the popularity of the sport can grow? Do you Which sport? Of uh, ice speed skating. When, uh, when it comes to, I mean, do you need to reach the Olympics? Do you feel that that would be the point where a lot more viewers uh, come in? Because, uh, see, unlike other sports, see, let's say ice skating isn't there in India, right? So uh, yeah. even if, uh, I mean, at least if it was there and people know something about it, then you, you could have people watching it, right? So this is a sport that isn't there in India. So how, how can you get people to watch it? Do you have any ideas? Uh, so what I have done is I myself personally am trying to get my followers on social media and whatever. And we have a mailing list in place and now where I send out bi-monthly emails with things I've been doing. So it is, I think at the end of the day, uh, a, a viewer commercially talking wants to get the experience of the sport, hmm. which they are doing. Uh, for example, with cricket, we've been able to, are you frozen? Oh, yeah. Uh, with cricket, we've been able to bring the viewers so close to the sport. With Formula One, they're able to do that. Uh, <clears throat> with archery, this time during the Olympics, we've been able to do that. With hockey, the same. So I think it is also up to the sport itself to make sure that you bring the athlete close, uh, people close to the sport. Uh, and then eventually it will happen. And people who are who want to follow what you do, they will figure a way out. Right. Uh, I'm not talking like in India, we can expect a million people watching this sport tomorrow. Uh, but there is promise. Let's just say that the viewer has become more aware and more smarter. Mm -hmm. uh, the demand for viewership of Olympic Games this year, Summer Olympic Games, is through the roof. Right. Uh, which I feel as if, I feel that is only good for everything else, like, you know, mm -hmm. for the, all the other sports. And on the whole, the sporting community. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah. There is potential. And uh, I mean, for example, long track speed skating to the Netherlands is what cricket is to India. Right. So here, if racing on the weekend, just the nationals, right? if they're just racing, they do it and they show that those races during prime time or like it goes on through the whole afternoon from three, mm. two o'clock till seven o'clock, you know, just speed skating on television, national television, everybody's watching it. Like, I remember the first time I was here and I was going from the station, walking from the station to the place I was staying. And along the way, through the windows of the houses, I could see, and that was the race weekend for the nationals. Mm. And on the, I was walking, I just saw in the windows, speed skating, speed skating, speed skating, speed skating, speed skating on every mm. television. So I was like, okay, this is the place. It is mm. it. This is the place I want to be at. Right. That was it. So, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Uh, last question. Uh, tell us about the four medals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That was, it was, I mean, unex I wouldn't say unexpected, but I was hoping for one medal. My coach was also hoping for one medal. That's it. Like, if we are there, we win a medal, it'll be fine. But four was a bit ridiculous. We were a bit surprised about that also. Uh, and especially because it was an outdoor track. It was a track open to sky. It was raining. It was snowing. And mm. ideally, I don't do that well in outdoor tracks because there's, I'm, I'm very light. So uh, it's just, okay, the times are slow, but I didn't expect that I'll be able to fight the elements. Like 1,000 meters, I was doing it in the snow. Right. 10,000 meters, one of the longest races. 
of the of the sport hard is we needed it in the rain and snow together mm. uh and i fell ill a couple of days later like really ill. i could i like flu very harsh flu so <clears throat> i think yeah that was it was too surreal to be honest after the medalized like oh happening and it was a multi sport event it was a world multi sport event where 50 countries were participating there was only one indian person that was me and i was like, like literally winning medals and like oh wow so what like usually people like oh indian people are here to participate how yeah. tropical how nice <laughs> and now it went from that that was there hmm. to wow this guy is he going to win a gold now hmm. on a foot so it was it was it was that and in a bit of sport so i was like okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow so what clicked you to know, you i just i think my coach said a very interesting thing then which we've been at for so many years just do what you do that's it you don't need to do anything crazy new or good because you've been you know you do all those crazy things in training Right. So here you just have to show up, keep calm, be fit. That's it. Mm. And I was like, yeah, "All right, <laughs> cool." So, so yeah. right. I think also like after the medal, like India Today did like a whole page of a story. That was like, oh wow, okay. I got a call from my grandfather about it. my mom called me after my first medal she said congrats and she is the one who was always advocating for education she mm. said yeah congratulations Wonderful. but an education would have been nice also <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh fair yeah. enough fair enough all right um vishraj good luck good luck for the olympics uh, hope you. you get through and uh, i don't know how tough it is i'm assuming it's extremely tough but uh, either way you're going for gold yeah sure as an athlete you always want to get gold for your country yeah you know so there's no denying that but uh, you also have to understand uh how much do we how much i will give you like a very very um capitalistic aspect how much money do we invest in the cricket team in a year mm just cross. a question cross 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 every year hundreds years hundreds in and year out right uh, and how many times have they won the world cup in the last 50 years right right and compared to that if you see any other sport any other sport have we come even close to that or let's say caught 1% 10% of that have we been able to support a sport 10% of that for 10 years 15 years and then if you ask me a question about the medal then it's fair mm. otherwise i feel it's so unfair to ask athletes any other athlete not even just forget about me just other athletes it's almost an insult to their face like right. how what about the medal and i'm like are you serious yeah. with me right now you know so when I, when i see these people asking questions to the summer athletes summer olympic athletes about medals and i'm like guys mm-hmm. it is just recently last four years that probably there has been a noise there yeah. has been a little yeah. bit of a support and infrastructure even we have the infrastructure and we have to send all the athletes abroad Mm. to train for the olympics for yeah. the summer olympics this year last 6 months that tells me enough about you know guys mm. and then you're asking them like what about the medals 
ஒரு <laughs> Fair enough. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Regardless, as a former athlete, I I'll root for you. Uh, I know the. Wait, wait, what did challenge. you do? What? I play tennis. I play tennis professionally. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. So, been through the same system. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> tennis. I mean, I love tennis. It's beautiful. I did you see the new trailer, King Richard? Ah uh, no. It's about the Serena. The, oh, Serena Williams. Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facebook I maybe twitter i don't know uh, we'll see and sign up for my mailing list just get on my mailing list i'm going to go off social media slowly and steadily in the one next month and just update everybody through the emails uh and send in your questions over there and we'll answer them basically i'm trying to you know cut down on the whole social media aspect of things yeah. because it's no more noise mm-hmm. uh and uh, which obviously is necessary but it's not like i'm going to stop social media it's just mm-hmm. all nuanced information will come through the emails that's it perfect 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 yeah. so yeah we'll have the links um, on the show notes and uh, yeah anybody wants to get in touch for anything uh mm. do reach out to vishraj and uh, yeah thanks a lot vish uh, Thank good you. luck for your training i know Cheers. you have a training uh, so yeah right just now. like after we are done i'm going to eat my yeah. porridge and i'm going to go so perfect cheers yeah. thank you